everybody to M Class Email, the web series television show where we we read your emails. Did we did we get promoted to TV? Yeah, we're on TV now. I think we probably could be on TV. Dude, I think we could. I think we need to go to like some city somewhere and just become the radio show. On the, in, that sounds good. In that place. I think we'd be perfect for that. We'd be better at it than most radio shows. Yeah, we'd have to figure out a way not to curse or make pee-pee jokes as much. Well, they can make pee-pee jokes, but you gotta say words like pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Uh, Gonna go ahead and start the show off by saying that you can send your emails to mclassemail at gmail.com. We had singular. Singular. We had a shit ton of emails this time. That's uh, awesome. Except we can't read them all or we'll be here till five o'clock in the morning. Yes. So if we didn't read your email, I'm very, very sorry. <laughs> Keep sending them though, because we'll remember and see your name a bunch and then yes. we'll start reading. We'll, we need them. I didn't think I didn't think we were gonna get to the point where we we needed to do this. <laughs> I just thought people were just gonna not send us stuff, but prove me wrong. <laughs> prove me wrong, baby. <laughs> Our first email uh-huh. is from Spibsy. I know him. Oh my god, you have to say this like the music from Friday the 13th. Give me that music from Friday the 13th, Josh. I don't I don't know it. I don't know that. I don't song. remember that. I know the dun 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 That's like that's like Is it like is that Friday the 13th? <gasps> yeah, no, okay. that's Jason. That's Jason. See, I'm thinking about Jason. Jason yeah, Friday think... the 13th, isn't he? Oh yeah, you're right. I'm so thinking it's of like, Nightmare on It's Elm like track boy boy boys. Yeah, okay, okay. I tried, Spibsy. I That's tried. Tough. Listen yeah. up, guys. I'm gonna level with you. I don't like horror movies either. <laughs> I'm. I like horror movies, all right. They're not my favorite. Um, I haven't been watching a lot of Star Trek recently. Oh my god! You're out of the family. What the fuck? No reason, really. It just hasn't been on my radar. I did something that was really similar, though. Okay. That's right. The 1993 American classic alien abduction movie, Fire in the Sky. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I have like a story about that movie. It's starring James Garner and uh, D.B. Sweeney? Yeah. D.B. Sweeney. <laughs> so t- tell us your story before you, before Spibsy gets into it. So um, Travis Walton is the guy in the movie. He's a real guy. Uh, Fire in the Sky is allegedly a real thing that happened to him. That, sounds, that he sounds real. Says, that he claims. So, I worked for a guy who did a bunch of like ghost shows on television. Um, I'm not going to name them, <laughs> but you can probably figure out. Yeah, I could probably if, put two and two together on that if one if you wanted to really figure it out. Uh, and he knew Travis Walton, and they did a, one of their sh- shows. They did was to like interview him or whatever. And so that's that's my story. I am vaguely connected to Travis Walton, <laughs> who got abducted by aliens one time, through, supposedly through famed ghost television show creator Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Spibsy continues. It was a really average movie, which kicked some serious ass for about ten minutes before it went back to being really average again and then ended. Yeah. 
I gotta be honest with you. I've never watched the whole movie. I've, I, I've seen, seen parts it. of it. I've never watched all of it. I've never seen it. Period. It used to be on like USA or some shit. They used to show it on TV every now and then. Oh yeah, and I changed the channel every time. Yeah, I did too. I'd be like, eh, I don't know. I'm you kind of have to watch the whole thing. Yeah, uh, I'm bringing it up because I want to ask: Are there any alien abduction horror movies that aren't either bad or a little disappointing? There are loads of good movies where the alien comes to us, invading our own territory. But I haven't found one yet, which is about a human in an alien's territory. Okay, um, that's a lot of questions. The the best alien movie ever made is uh, uh, Close Encounters. That's the best yes. movie ever made about aliens. Is is there it's, abduction in Close Encounters? Yeah, the kid gets taken. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Apparently, the movie Extra is actually really good. Like the B movie Extra. Oh, I never saw that. I only know about it because of the best of the worst. Oh, yeah. 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 And, like, they watched it wanting to laugh, but then they were just fucking like enthralled it. by it and That's loved great. it. That's great. That's rare for that Yes, show, it dude. is. So <laughs> maybe try that one out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, usually they're not good because, like, what's there to say, right? Yeah, they're also, like, really tiptoeing around the anal probe. Like, they don't <laughs> want to talk about it. But that's what right. happens when you get abducted, right? That my uh, my history teacher uh, I've probably talked about this before a million times everywhere. My history teacher um, from Temple University, his name's David Jacobs. He writes books about alien abduction. He really believes that alien abduction is going to be like the end of human society. Like he's like they're coming for us. This guy's a tenured professor of history <laughs> at a major American university. That's a that's a great big yikes for me. <laughs> yeah, he was the he was the class I had on the morning of nine eleven. I went to his class, and he was like, "They're here! They're here!" <laughs> no, no, he said a. I remember he said a plane crash into the World Trade Center. And I thought like a like a little airplane, right? Like I didn't yeah, think like it was fucking, not. It wasn't. I was wrong about spoiler that. Spoiler alert! It was not. Turns um, out it was the worst day ever. Yes. Um. <laughs> Uh, I've been slowly going through a list I got from Googling alien abduction films, but they've all been pretty bad. If you know any good ones, or even TV shows about it, you can watch The X-Files. The X-Files rules. That's a great show about it. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, watch The X-Files. Uh, there's this one called Official, Official Denial I want to watch, but haven't been able to find. I'm going to do a really good thing for an audio podcast to show you a picture I found from it. Okay. And it, it is a Alamy stock photo of a guy in surgeon scrubs sitting backwards like a really cool teacher on a piece of lawn furniture. Oh, in he's AC Slatering? He's yeah, AC Slatering? Cool. For sure. And there's a woman in a jumpsuit on the floor who has the basic gray alien mask that you can get from Halloween City on. Nice. Pretty good, huh? The guy dressed like a dentist is doing the cool substitute teacher pose on the chair. He's really connecting with the alien. <laughs> hey, ridiculous. Hey, also, I found this book called Humans Are Not From Earth. Josh would love it. Oh, it's the ancient aliens. Like <laughs> This guy walked into a wall and broke his nose, and instead of thinking, wow, I'm such a dumbass, I walked into a wall and broke my nose, he said, it's not my fault. Humans aren't designed to walk into walls because of evolution. Oh. And wrote a 600-page book about why we're from another planet. I would read that. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. So. I would read the shit out of that. Sorry, not sorry for bringing up conspiracy theories again and not really saying shit about Star Trek. Spivzy, <laughs> who lost track of time, 
Spivzy, who has lost track of where he is in universe persona. What the fuck does this say, Spivzy? He's saying, I think he's trying to say he doesn't remember his char- where his character is. Like, he, where is oh, he at, right? His like, in-universe, in-universe persona, persona is at this yeah. point. So I'm just going to say I'm hanging out with Sam Andorians? Sounds good to me. <laughs> That's canon. Spivzy is now hanging out with Andorians, everybody. What? Why, though? What is he doing? He's being dope, dude. Elaborate. Tell us next time on M-Class Email. <laughs> Will Spivzy hang out with more Andorians? Find out on the next inciting installment. So our next email is mm-hmm. uh, from Sam. Sam. And it's, uh, it's entitled... Samuel Sam. <laughs> it's entitled, Question... Okay, this is this, we're off to a roaring start here. <laughs> Hello, Trek boys. Greetings, Hello. Sam. Hello, Sam. I started boys. watching season three of Peaky Blinders on Netflix. Oh, God. Okay, let's talk about Peaky Blinders. <laughs> and, all right. and all of a sudden, a mustache Dr. Bashir appeared. That oh, got I'm me thinking, is Peaky Blinders just one of Quark's holodeck <laughs> programs? <laughs> Are we just in one of Quark's holodecks? Yo, Peaky Blinders. (laughs) So I watched like the first two seasons of Peaky Blinders, and then I was like, you know what? I'm good. (laughs) I've never watched it. For some reason, the name Peaky Blinders just didn't do it for me. It's like British 1920s Boardwalk Empire. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of Boardwalk Empire, so that Boardwalk Empire is is incredible. That's a great show. Peaky Blinders less great. (laughs) What does the name mean? What does that mean? That's their that's their like gang. I think is they're the Peaky Blinders. Every every gang in England is named after like some stupid thing because England is weird. Oi, we're the Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. Uh, They'll they'll tell me if I'm wrong. I'm sure so. It's been a while. I think I watched it like a couple years ago. It's uh, it's got its moments, but it's not good. <laughs> but is it one of Quark's Holosuite programs? It feels like at the end of the first season, you're like, oh, okay, I see what we're doing. This is dumb. So yeah, I'm gonna say yes, yes. But are we in one of Quark's Holos programs? Um, it would make sense if we were, because everything's awful. Like, capitalism would make perfect sense. That makes uh, the most sense, right? So, yeah, I'm going to say yes again. I'm going to say pitch it. (laughs) Thanks for being great and making a podcast I love. Keep on (laughs) trekking. Thank you. Also, you'll be hearing from my lawyers. (laughs) Signed, Sam, Lieutenant Junior Grade on the USS Rowdy Roddy Piper. (laughs) I can't believe they named the ship after him. He was great. He was great. They should have. I think The Rock would get a ship before Rowdy Roddy, though. Our next question is from Phantom Thief Goofus. The Goofus. Love that Goofus. Love that Goofus. It's entitled Subject Line. (laughs) Oh my god, you guys are really upping your sarcasm subject game today. Because I started reading them, and they're all like, I'm going to get him. He's going to seem so foolish. They're on the same level. (laughs) They all get it. (laughs) I'm going to make Jeff seem so foolish. Uh, Anyway, ahoy, Trek boys. Hi. Trek boys. Trek boys. It's it's your favorite Phantom Thief Goofus. I'm on spring break, and I'm getting into all kinds of wacky space adventures. Rob Springer! (laughs) 
getting into all kinds of wacky space adventures. Like, uh, I left my keys at my friend's place last night, so I had Whoa! to call the RA to let me back into my Holy place. Holy shit, dude. Classic spring break story. Wild and crazy. Holy fuck, and then what? <laughs> Let's get to those pitches or ditches. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Okay. POD1, M class. <laughs> <laughs> Josh and Jeff find an old pirate treasure map and come up with pitch elaborate schemes. 100% pitch it. <laughs> Fuck yes. I don't even need to get the rest of this one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pre-pitch that one. Like me and you in the Goonies? Fuck, Fuck yes. yeah. They come up with elaborate schemes to backstab each other to secure the treasure for themselves. Oh, the like real treasure hilarious. ends up being the friends we made along the way and an Arby's two-for-one coupon. Oh, they both get a sandwich and try to pretend like the attempted murders never happened. <laughs> There's a lot of that. They do that with us a lot. I don't know why. Uh, Have we ever, 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 ever disagreed on anything on the show? Maybe the abduction stories. Yeah, I think we mostly we disagreed on conspiracy theories once right. and that's pretty much been it that's it but you know you gotta have conflict in your in your ridiculous sitcoms yeah I guess we'd have to like find a reason to be annoyed at each other I don't know well, <laughs> I don't fucking the know the thing is here's here's like a in universe writing tip yeah there'd be a graphic that would come up on screen right now that'd say in universe writing tip and have like a pencil <laughs> that finishes writing it a pencil sound effect yeah uh, Josh and I are what's called a comedy duo. Yeah, think that about, means two. Think about Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Are Keenan and Kel mad at each other? Sometimes, no, but they're always usually. working together towards one goal. Yeah. That they're goal like, causes them nothing but problems, but they still have it together. They're the same person, almost. One of them's the id and one of them's the ego, right? Yep. And that's us. Go. Figure out who's who. That's pretty easy. It's... It is a little easy. Uh, <laughs> Peyote 2, also M-Class. Yes. Fetch it. The Trek boys get an ensign to boss around and teach life lessons to. Oh, uh, we get a Cousin Oliver? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> that lesson being dune buggy and is fucking dope, and you can do anything <laughs> if you got enough dicks. <laughs> B-Plot. Kevin disguises himself as an ensign to escape the responsibilities of high-ranking Starfleet officer. Who promoted Kevin? Yeah, Kevin's also an ensign. <laughs> Kevin's not even on this show, and he's a higher rank than us? Fuck no. Kevin. Kevin is an ensign. He, he is an ensign because he gets sent here to do inspections. Yeah. This is that's... the worst place you could be sent for anything. Yeah, that's like worse than us being here like honestly yeah. I, mean, I guess he gets to go home so maybe it's not but well he doesn't get I mean, to go dune buggying though no he doesn't fool fucking loser <laughs> anyway dork follow-up question what should i steal next i'm getting bored out of my skull here i already <laughs> stole some bronto ribs and they nearly tipped over my ship into a sun <laughs> <laughs> that's it's <laughs> ridiculous. That's a big. It's a big Bronto. That's dude. a classic Flintstones reference for you. Yeah. Did you like it. skateboard with your feet like Legolas style <laughs> off the tail of a fucking Diplodocus or whatever the fuck it is? You know, no matter how hard I'm trying to remember the Flintstones themes, I'm only hearing the Topcat theme in my Made head. The Flintstone. There, we just got sued for a million dollars because we sang I was thinking I don't even know that one I never watched Top Cat Top Cat was about a cat who led a gang 
and it was for children. <laughs> is he the one who is yellow with the weird little hat? Does he have a vest yeah, on? Yeah, he's got a vest and a little hat, yeah, and he's yellow. Yeah. Okay, I know what And he is. runs a gang. The yeah, bad guy in the show is a police officer. <laughs> that makes... I actually sound like I would love that show. It was show. way ahead of its time. This is great. <laughs> so thanks for that email, Goofus. We pitched them both. Yeah, a million pitches. Except Kevin is, of course, still an ensign. Because yeah. fuck that guy. <laughs> He's not even here. He's not even here to take up for himself. Yeah, he probably will never know we said this about him. No, he definitely doesn't listen to this show, so... <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh... Our next mis- our next email is from either Johan or Johan. I think it's I, Johan. I'd say Johan. But it's Johan, the har master to be. Oh, he's like a Klingoning. He's Klingoning. Yeah, his but name. his actual name is Johan. Yes. Salutations, Trek boys. I Johan. Thank you for being pure and dis thank you. For being pure and dissing the Klingon double ding dong. <laughs> Alliterative. On the subject of discovery, why is it that no one in the darn series ever actually dies? Who doesn't die? Well, oh, right, the captain comes back. Uh, so far, Philippa, Tyler slash Voke, aka Double Coke. <laughs> and double Col- Coke. And Culber have, uh, okay, I guess spoilers. Is Culver... Yeah, it's spoilers, sure, whatever. Culver is Stamets' like, boyfriend or husband, I forget. Oh, is he not dead? Uh, I'm guessing that... Oh, this is also a spoiler. I don't know. I'm I guessing the character who just died will be back later. Sorry uh, for you, spelling errors. We're having problems with our universal translator. Can you whisper it to me so they don't hear you? <laughs> Type it in the thing. Type it to me. Who oh. dies? The fucking cyborg died. Frieza. Frieza died. Who oh, cares? Frieza died? Oh, who cares? Yeah. Uh, Frieza th- never dies. He comes back. <laughs> becomes fucking Dragon Ball Super and becomes a good guy. Did you know that? That's actually pretty cool. I love um, it. <laughs> thank you for being honorable in condemning Discovery. Kapla. All the best. Yaohan. Dahar Master to be. Nice. Um, thank you. Nobody dies in that series because then the fans would be sad. Yeah, uh, that series is bad. That's why nobody dies. So, like, when you're going to have, like, a gritty series and, like, you're going to start killing off people, like, they're going to need to stay dead. Like, that's going to need to happen. The th- like, the thing about Discovery is <laughs> it sucks. It's not a good show. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Season two so far, like, I've seen episode eight, and then I went back and saw episodes one and two. Episode eight is better than all of season one, but still sucks. You said two was okay, though. Yeah, episode one also sucks. Episode two is a legitimate Star Trek show. There's maybe one episode of the first season like that. The one where they go to that planet where, like, Saru turns into a weirdo. That's kind of Star Trek-y. A little bit, but this one was, like... It had a Star Trek moral to it and everything. That's amazing. Somebody watched a Star Trek episode? Wow. (laughs) It was directed by Jonathan Frakes. Well, there you fucking go. (laughs) The whole episode was about whether they should um, go against General Order 1, whether they should defy the Prime Directive in order to save some people. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. And it was classic Star Trek as fuck, especially because most of the episode focused on Pike, who is an actual good character. Right. Uh, he's so out of place on that show. They're gonna ruin that. that. They're gonna. He's gonna. They're gonna ruin. He's gonna be in the chair. He's gonna get put in the fucking beep chair. Oh god. Uh, he's supposed to be on the Enterprise for another like t- 
10 years after this, so hopefully not. But are they on? They're not on the Enterprise, though. The Enterprise showed up at the end of the season one, remember? I didn't know that. And he, like, leaves the Enterprise to become Captain of the Discovery. Wow, great. But he goes back to the Enterprise. Is he on it Canonically. Yeah. Also, did you know that Discovery doesn't take place before the cage? It takes place after it? Because I didn't know that shit. So how long is the cage from, like, Kirk? The cage is ten years before Kirk. Right, right. Uh, And Discovery takes place five or six years after the cage? Yeah, okay, that's, that's... that's because fine. like that episode eight has Talos four in it. Oh, cool! And I was like pissed because I thought it was like a prequel to the Cage with Talos. 4 Oh, so in you were confused. Well, but this it's is not. the problem. It's a sequel. And this I was is like, the problem. Oh, okay. Right. This is the prequelitis problem, right? Where it's like, what? Where are we? You gotta yeah, establish. What is like, it before? What is it after? Right. It needs to be a little clear. You know what would help that? Making one just after all of these. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that shit. You can just do it every one. <laughs> Sounds like that would be cool, but whatever. Don't Thanks that, for the though. email, Johan. Sorry we bitched about that show we hate. He was thanking us for condemning Discovery. So. I know, but a lot of people get, like, uncomfortable. Because <laughs> we're, like, mean about it. Uh, fuck them. So Our next email. <laughs> oh, it's from Hoteen. Oh, for fuck me. Let me see if I remember Hoteen's <laughs> voice. It's titled Mission Accomplished. It's more like that. Hey, losers. There it is. Thanks for all the help with my mission. Me and my Romulan brothers will celebrate this day for years to come. Oh, God, we helped them out with something. You two will be hailed as national heroes. Oh, cool. I really ought to send you a card. A not card? Even, not even the famous Drac could stop our plans now. <laughs> I hate the Alpha Quadrant. I lied before. Reverse Cowgirl is inferior to Cloak and Dagger. (laughs) Ryza isn't even that nice. Oh, fucking, you're crazy, dude. Thanks for nothing. That place is a fucking pussy and butt heaven, dude. (laughs) Thanks for nothing in recommending it. I won't miss it in the least. Chaltalk 5 is way better. What's we have place? snow cones there. I didn't what? see a single snow cone on Riser. Did not you try? One, <laughs> not one, not four, not five, Mark, not one, not even oh, two. Oh, God, he's doing codes. Oh, Fuck. God. We're reading the... Jeff! <laughs> you fuck. That was Josh. Josh read it. Josh uh, read it. Shit. Fuck. Anyway, uh, he continues. <laughs> Kathy. Oh, Kathy. Oh, jeez. Um, was not good either. What? Just, uh, inferior to Romulan women. Oh, this is racist as fuck. I'm really happy that Tal Shiar found me in a gamul- gambling nebula before we could get married. Sounds my like- only regret is that she's out. she was out picking a dress with my escort. I mean, friends arrived. <laughs> Goodbye, Kathy. What? She's hmm. so dead. Tapon blows. Signed, Sub-Commander Hoteen. That's the only funny part of the email was the end. P.S. You two are really doing a bang-up morning show job. Real good, solid stuff you're doing. <laughs> the rest of that part of the email was, wasn't so good, because... We, like, committed treason again, and also, like, I don't even buy that Hoteen didn't, like, rise up. First of all, that's crazy. I think there might be a hidden message in this. 
God, I hope we didn't give away like a fucking like like location there's, or something. There's some bold le- bold words. Oh, what do the bold words say? Help me. Oh, fuck. send Drac. <gasps> oh shit! He's he was lying. I knew it. I knew something. Everyone loves Riza. That's everybody wants to fuck Kathy. Reverse cowgirl. Yeah, Cloak and Dagger sucks. I tried it. It sucks. Also, I was by myself, so maybe it doesn't work out by yourself. <laughs> he just cloaked. There was no dagger. Yeah, no dagger. No, I just daggered. There was no cloak. So, uh, Drac, if you're out there listening, apparently head to yeah. 145 Mark 92. Okay. All right. Let's save Hotin and get him back to Ryza with his love, Kathy. Yeah, we got to get him and Kathy back together so that he could see that Reverse Cowgirl is way better. Yeah, we have to. We need to. We need to promote this Reverse Cowgirl thing. Okay, so this is good. This is a good thing this that Starfleet good. is doing to help. So I did it. Yes. Josh didn't. I did. Sure. It. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Thanks for that email, sure. Hotin. Hopefully, we can get somebody out there to save your dumb ass. Yeah, don't get captured by your dumb friends or whatever. <laughs> your friends. <laughs> your Romulan friends. Our next email is from Boston Sean. Hi, BS. Uh-oh. <laughs> he won't like that. It's no, entitled Gorn Baby Gorn. <laughs> That's and, a good title. Uh, he begins, Trekkie, ba- Trekkie babies will make your oh, dreams come true. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So good. <laughs> Big fan of TOS with my mom here. Yes! Well, oh, fuck yes. Boston Mom is back. Boston Mom Dupree is back. Well, I'm glad we picked my collection. There's some goodies on the list. I'd like to yeah. preemptively apologize for the Voyager one. I think it'll remind us all why we dislike Voyager. I gotta be honest with you, I don't know which one that is. I don't remember that one at all. So. No one knows the titles of Voyager episodes. Because fuck them. Nobody who even was on Voyager knows the titles. <laughs> even the people who made the titles don't know. <laughs> it was just a machine. This one's called this. And it's yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm writing this email before the final tally, so if we didn't choose the abduction collection, please stop reading and move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've established that we've watched Arena, I can bring back a favorite segment. Me- Minneapolis Moms Talking Trek. <laughs> Minneapolis mom. I like that she's got her own title. Is she like, why isn't she Boston mom, though? Apparently she does not live in Boston. She lives in Minneapolis. All right. Uh, She actually titled the email Gorn Baby Gorn. There you go. I knew knew it was good. I mean, not that Boston Sean couldn't come up with a good title. (laughs) I knew it was good and not shitty like Boston Sean normally does. (laughs) I didn't mean it like that. (laughs) It came out like that, but I didn't mean it like that. She loves watching Scotty fiddle with the Enterprise's stereo system while transporting. I don't remember that. I just ignore him though most of the time. Apparently, apparently his mom made a lot of red shirts jokes. Yeah, we know. Her. I'm gonna go ahead and cut those every time I see him because that's not funny. Minneapolis yeah. mom, get with the times. Get with the times. Why does Spock bring that TV with him everywhere? Uh, that's his tricorder, Mom. No, I think he's checking in on his March Madness bracket. Nice. March Madness. Get your brackets done. Uh, the aliens are attacking the away team with Silly Putty. <laughs> I, don't, 
<laughs> Wait, I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. Kirk picks up the weeniest stick he could find. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. James T. Kirk, pride of Starfleet, hero of Earth, has chosen a rock as his Excalibur. <laughs> 1,000 cubic parsecs of space. Now is not the time to figure out volume, Mr. Spock. <laughs> yeah, cubic. She knows the volume. Yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot. That's a of lot of space. volumes. That's, that's a lot. You wouldn't put that on a shelf. Uh, the <laughs> aliens have provided James Kirk with Norelco's new line of electric razor slash audio diary. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked like a lightsaber. It was like a pr- like a pre lightsaber. Uh, I love this benevolent alien. In your final moments, we will show you compassion and allow you to watch your captain's head be caved in by a crocodile. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> I would want to see if my captain's head was about to be caved in by a crocodile. Why doesn't the powder just go through the chute when he's making the gun? Oh, he like holds it in with something. I don't remember. Uh, he like carries. My it mom over. doing her best Gorn voice. Kirk, did you make a bong? Cool. <laughs> this mom rules. If I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out high. <laughs> Damn right, dude. That's fuck yeah. You ever smoke sulfur? Fucking you up, baby. James Kirk could really show Bear Grylls a thing or two. Yeah, Bear Grylls never made a fucking blunderbuss. Nah, dude. He makes stuff out of pee-pee, though. That's true. Kirk couldn't do that. Could he, he make a blunderbuss out of pee-pee? Uh, probably if there's like enough uh, uh, like ammonia in your piss, you could oh probably God. make something, some kind of explosive. If you piss like a cat, you could make some explosives. Dude, cat piss? Oh my God! It's yeah. The worst. Wow, Kirk should really use that razor he's got on that five o'clock shadow. He's been on the planet for two minutes, and it's <laughs> 1967. Men were men back then. That's right. His testosterone shot hair out of his face as hard as it could. <laughs> Go hair. That went a bit long, but she cracks me up. Talk at Your you mom later. Your mom is great. Your mom rolls. He he literally wrote, Bye! <laughs> <laughs> Bye! Signed, Boston Sean, Petty Transport Officer aboard USS Tapon's radio program. Awesome. I love Minneapolis Mom. She's Minneapolis great. Mom rolls. Uh, our next email is from Graham. Graham? Like the weight? Like the name. Oh, like H was there an H in it? Yeah, there's an H. Uh, okay, I like the Graham. 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 Dear Trek boys, if you had to choose between Sluggo Cola and Slurm, what would you choose? Wait, which one's Sluggo? Sluggo's the cola, slimiest cola in the galaxy. Oh, oh, right. Uh, in Deep Space uh, Nine. I'm thinking. I'm like in Slurm mode. I know. I know where Slurm comes from. Yeah, slurm comes from an alien's asshole. I'd go with Sluggo. I'm gonna, yeah, not knowing where it comes from would make me be able to drink right. Sluggo. <laughs> right, I could drink Sluggo. It, it, it might be, like, really gross, but, like, I'll I'll try Sluggo first. It, it is the slimiest cola in the galaxy. I don't like Mountain Dew, so I don't think I would like Slurm. And Dude, Slurm is Mountain th- Dew. I think I've told this on air before, but, like, my grandma thought she was being, like, the cool grandma when I was a kid. So she, yeah. like, force-fed me Mountain Dew every time I came over there. I don't like Mountain Dew. It's gross. So I hate it now. Like, yeah. I can't drink it. It tastes so bad to me. Yeah, I don't like it. It's it's bad. I don't like it. <laughs> Thanks, grandma. <laughs> I would get car sick on the way to my grandma's house because um, she lived in the country. And then when I would get there, she would give me a big bowl of cornflakes. Like, that was going to fucking make me not want to throw up. Oh yeah, oh but yeah. But I still like cornflakes. So yeah, cornflakes are good. You I put like sugar on it. Oh butter. fuck yeah, dude! Frosted flakes, hell yeah! 
Thanks for that email, Graham. We choose Frosted Flakes. <laughs> Our next email is entitled Lost Captain Answers to Drac. Okay. okay. Uh, is this thing recording? Oh, God, I hate this. Um, um, this is Lieutenant Dross of the SS Battleaxe, oh, and uh, you forgot the insult. <laughs> oh, uh, d- d- double dumbass on YouTube uh, Federation. Damn! Pee holes. Wow! What do we do? Why do we deserve this? <laughs> Nailed it. Fucking Dross. Uh, have you seen Drac by any chance? He said no. he needed some space air and climbed into a torpedo tube. Uh, hmm. he does that sometimes. Well, why? Uh, most of the time, he calls it the Spivzy maneuver. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> anyway. He's been gone for two weeks now, and our logs show his trajectory passing through this sector. Um, we just sent out a message about... He's got to rescue Hoteen. Hoteen's, like, being held captive by the, uh, Imperial, whatever they're called. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't Drac eating all our ice cream last week? Oh, yeah, it was in the ice cream vault, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You think he's still down there? I I mean I don't think there's a bathroom down there, so I hope he's not down there because there could be oh like, ice cream poop everywhere. Which is how funny. would you tell the difference? I don't know. After <laughs> yeah. a certain point, who knows? <laughs> Visually, <laughs> um, not any other sense. Dross scanners are picking up possible Klingon life signs, but the Shit. mass is off the charts. It reads as more ice cream than Klingon, pudgy like- and flatulent. I like how they have ice cream sensors. <laughs> Maybe that guy knows where Drac is. <laughs> what? Just because he's Klingon doesn't mean he knows every Klingon. Who's <laughs> that guy? Step aside. Hello? 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 Why won't they respond? Oh, this God. is a message? You boys really spare no expense, huh? <laughs> Hi, this is Kathy. Big fan of your show, although I don't appreciate some of the foul language. Kathy, let me just say you sound hot. <laughs> no, listen to me, boys. Drac has a job to do, so we need him back. I Those know. Those Shiar are doing who knows what to my teeny poo. <laughs> and that just won't teeny do. <laughs> now teeny you and teeny you are going to go down and get drunk to teeny move his fucking ass. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm not trying to get, like, involved in this relationship. <laughs> C- calm down, everyone. Um, boys, if you see our captain, tell him that his crew miss him. And leg day just isn't the same without him. <laughs> At this morning's crew inspection, I could barely make out crewman Bark's lats. <laughs> Sign Lieutenant Dross, excess battleaxe, signing off. Bye, Dross. Uh, I love you, Dross. <laughs> Dross fucking rules. Fucking poor Dross. <laughs> He's such a little wimp. He's great. Uh, I would like to thank whoever writes these emails. That was incredible. For giving me stage direction for all of that. Like, That's the amazing. reason why the, the one voice was way too close to the mic is because it's entitled Fourth Way Too Close to the Mic Voice. <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> Dude, I've said this a million times to people, but like, if somebody wants to make like a radio drama, 
like yeah. a podcast that's like an actual narrative, I'll fucking be on it in a heartbeat. Dude, that's fun, man. That shit's super fun. That sounds fun as fuck. I would love to do that. Hell yeah. So, the writer of Drac, if you want to do something... I wonder who it is. I, I think I know, but I, I don't want to give it up. Yeah, I know. Our next email is from Commander Jack Carpenter. Oh my god, Commander. <laughs> god, he outranks us so bad. I know. He the outranks us with his muscles, too. I've seen him. <laughs> He's pretty ripped. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Our next email is entitled... or It's it's entitled Sup Bros. I needed to get that out. <laughs> okay. Hey there, Trek bros. It's Hi. me, your favorite sports guy that's also named Jack Carpenter. I know you. <laughs> How's life? Yeah, it's pretty shitty for me as well. Cool. Thanks for the nah. answer. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. Everything's all good on my end. But anyway. <laughs> this fucking humble brag motherfucker over here. <laughs> yeah, it's real good. I'm ripped as fuck. No big deal. Yeah, fuck it. I'm just flexing into the keys yeah. to make this email. Yep. I wanted to chime in about the episode Arena featuring my favorite Star Trek character, Styrofoam Rocks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fun fact, Arena is the very first Star Trek anything that I ever saw. There you go. Josh, too. Not anything. I I'm, I'm, I watched TNG before I oh. saw it. Uh, That's the first saw, TOS thing I ever saw. I saw it when I was in middle school on TV, thought it was stupid, and then my brothers and I probably went outside and beat each other up in some form of violent athletic activity. Yeah, that makes sense. Side note, middle school Jack can get wrecked because once I rediscovered Star Trek a few years later and finally got back to watching this episode, I realized it's true message. Yup. I like Arena not so much because it has a fantastic plot or anything, but, it, but because I think this episode is a perfect example of how lots of people view Star Trek as a whole. We just said this! Yeah, the zeitgeist. And we, to be, like, fair, we, um... We watched. We do these episodes on the same day, so yes, yes. It's much fresher in our brains when yeah. we've said shit. We're, we just talked episode. about it like an hour ago. So people view it the same way I did when I was a kid. You see Trek and initially think, "Wow, this is cheesy and dated, and yeah. the action is boring and silly." So on and so forth. Right. But when you really give Star Trek an honest chance and actually pay attention to it, past fight choreography and the era it was filmed in. You realize how deep and important the whole point of the series is. Yup. I Hopefully love this that- guy. <laughs> Commander Jack, you can command me any day. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that made a lick of sense. I'm in the middle of like three different sports seasons right now, so I'm fucking dead ass tired and halfway spaced out. My muscles are on top of my muscles because I'm so fucking muscly and it's rough. <laughs> Did he say that? No, I'm quoting. You said that? Either way, keep on doing things. Thanks as always, Thank Commander you. Jack Carpenter aboard the USS Virginia. Thank you, Jack. Great email. Oh, we agree pe- with you 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's yeah. P.S. Oh. Hey, Jeff, I'm going to be in your Virginia in early April, so I plan to just ask everyone I see if they know you. You're pretty famous, so I'm sure they will. <laughs> <laughs> they they all know me here. They're like, oh, yeah, that fucking liberal cook. That know soy you. boy who does that Star Trek show. <laughs> fucking soy boys. Soy boys. Thanks for that email, Jack. You you get it, Jack. You're one yeah. of the good jocks. You get it. <laughs> one of the good jocks. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're, you're great. Yeah, man. no, that was a great email. Our next email <laughs> is, uh, what does he call himself? Hold on. 
It's from Stefan Jive Turkey oh, Kuwabara. Yeah. 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 I thought Stefan from, like, Family Stephon Matters. Stefan Yeah, I thought he was emailing us. And he's I was not like, that wow. cool. He's real cool, but he's not that Nobody cool. is that cool. No. Uh, regarding the shooting of the shit is in the title of the email. Oh, what a poetic title. Hey there, Trek boys. Hi. It's everyone's favorite time-traveling barback from 10 forward. Does anybody even remember this lore? Jive Turkey. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that is like a long time cut from That's back in the day. hilarious. I was listening to your shoot the shit a minute ago, and I just had to write in. Nice. Uh, our last shoot the shit was about us talking about all of the days we stayed home sick from school and yeah. what it was like, what we did, and quote unquote secrets. Sick. Quote unquote sick from school. That was one of the secrets. Yeah. Maybe we just weren't leave. actually sick. Maybe just go home. <laughs> Maybe skip school. Yeah. First off, strangely enough, I, I was also fucking words you're fine first off strangely enough i was also off school for a month in the fourth grade because of pneumonia oh weird man damn the zeitgeist wasn't it great though (laughs) (laughs) i was pretty delirious for that whole saga so i don't remember a lot but in between terrifying fever dreams about sounds that started quiet and slowly got louder and louder that's what we talked about i remember watching the price is right yes Hearing you guys talk about TV in the 90s brought me back, especially the random shit you'd watch just because there was nothing better on it. That was it. Yep, that was it. (laughs) My weekday viewing was pretty set in stone, but weekends were always a crapshoot because it'd always be infomercials or weird specials or TV movies. Golf. Because, like... Yeah. Like, so my birthday is in April, like, early April, and, like... I remember vividly, like, going over to my grandparents to, like, have cake and ice cream and, like, golf would be on all day. So my birthday reminds me of golf. What? April 4th, yeah. April 4th? Yeah. Holy shit, I remember three birthdays now. Amazing, my, you remember my yours? My wife, my mom, and yours. Well, I am as important, if not more important, than those <laughs> other two. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Anyway, I mean, um... I'm, I mean, where are you now, Jeff? Oh, yeah, well, you got me there. <laughs> I definitely remember watching the Crystal Light Aerobics competitions or Miss America shows just oh, because they man. were the only things on TV on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> oh my god, that's bad, dude. Yeah, I would go outside or something. Yeah, I would have probably <laughs> tried to like. I, I played with toys, like I had figures. And yeah, I'd play with. I play with toys, or I would have busted out that SNES and gone yeah, to town, ride my bike around or something. Yeah, I remember there was a TV movie that used to play a fair bit that I loved at the time, but have never been able to track down. Oh, it was about the super futuristic AI-controlled tower that got a virus and started killing the people in it. I don't know that. Yeah. But I would like to find it, because we also talked about uh, My Girlfriend from Hell, which was the, sh- the movie I never knew the title for forever. Oh, yeah. You've mentioned that a few times, actually. Yeah. It's on YouTube. You can find it. It's You can just watch the whole thing. It's You can just really watch bad. Dinosaur Planet instead. Oh, Planet of the Dinosaurs? Yeah. <laughs> I made Jeff watch that, and he will never let me. Like, no, let, he'll never what, let me. Like, there were some real monsters in history, right? <laughs> yeah. But then Josh came along, and then I made Jeff made him in quotes watch the shitty. He 70s had a phaser movie. to my head the whole time because it's still in the lore of this program. <laughs> right, right. I was like, yo, check out this like 1970s. Uh, they called them films. And I was like, no, no, not again. (laughs) I remember there was this one scene where a guy gets locked in a sauna and the AI cranks up the heat. That's pretty much the only thing I remember about it anymore. 
Also, there's I remember a, a movie about a plane that didn't have enough fuel because the people filling it up forgot about the switch to the metric system. Yeah, it was a Canadian TV what? movie. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Yeah, if it's Canadian, we might... It might... I don't know. Uh, we don't yeah. have that. Did you watch, like... Do you remember when, like, Stephen King shit was, like, big? It yeah, the like, miniseries. TV movies and shit. Yeah, they did miniseries. I remember when It came out, and that yeah. that still is good. Do you remember um, when the Langoliers, Langoliers came yes, out? Yes, with Balky. Balky's yeah, in Balky's in that shit. That's that what I was thinking too. Langoliers, is fucking ridiculous. No, that that TV movie is oh, it's awful. That's awful. I highly recommend it though. It looks like, so bad. It like, looks it's, so bad, and like Balky is the most insufferable asshole that's the, ever been in anything ever. He's the worst in that. He's so bad. Probably in real life too. He's great uh, in Sabrina. He plays an asshole, but he's great in it. He's great at playing a dick. Yeah, he, he really is. 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 Also, he's great as uh, Axel Foley's friend, Aquel. Oh. Aquel Foley. <laughs> oh yeah, the like Sarish guy who. Name. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> he's great. Uh, living in Canada, Cartoon Network was an unattainable dream for a long time. My grandparents had this crazy satellite set up out in the country back then, where you could like manually tune in all the U.S. channels. Nice. You're it was amazing. Our secrets. Yeah. <laughs> It was amazing, but I'm pretty sure it was super illegal. Nah. Well, well, yeah, no, whatever. <laughs> it's not illegal. <laughs> Their place was the only time I was able to see Cartoon Network and HBO back then. Yes, and me like, too. It's really weird how similar this is. You guys are like the same guy. Yeah, uh, he's like Canadian me. In like 1998-ish, we eventually got our own version of Cartoon Network called Teletoon, but it wasn't quite the same. Yeah. They did play Pat Labor, Ninja Scroll, Micross, and New Dominion Tank Police movies Ninja at Scroll. midnight. Oh my god. Holy Dude, shit, Ninja you Scroll. you got like great anime back yeah. then. <laughs> Mac I remember Macross, too. Dude, I remember Robotech. Like, <sighs> we didn't get Micross. We got the like... The... The company who like picked up three anime and just put them into one put, show and called it Robotech. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> after midnight, they'd have these weird French animated shorts called Lolita, Lolita. Oh boy! Ooh, Ooh la la! <laughs> where this blonde woman would always lose her shirt in some kind of comical way. Oh, it's like a uh, French uh, Benny Hill. Yeah, dude, I used to watch a lot of Benny Hill as a kid. I, dude, Benny Hill was great. Uh, it hilarious. was on Cartoon Network. Or, I mean, sorry, uh, Comedy Central. Yeah. yeah, they played it on Comedy Central. Like, After school. They actually played it like before that on PBS. Yeah, it was, like late yeah. night. You had to watch all the British shows on PBS. Yeah. Teletoon was weird back then. It just felt like someone threw a bunch of shit together and somehow it eventually worked. That's that was TV. Cartoon Network. Yeah, that was that was how it was, man. Cartoon was, Network felt like there was one guy in a room who was like was. putting the shows on for it you. It was though. It was like a room full of people like a room like full of people of like maybe ten people. It was it's crazy, dude. It's yeah, so crazy. It didn't feel like a team effort though. It really right. felt like there was one guy well, there who was, was like, running everything. Like the nighttime stuff was like a completely different channel. And that's where like uh, Adult Swim comes from is like they were like you know what guys William Street do whatever you want they were like oh yeah make stuff we need shit right dude like back in the day Cartoon Network like late night Cartoon Network felt like it was being broadcast directly into only your TV set that's the amazing part about television from back then is there's a lot of stuff that's why um Mystery Science Theater it's so popular. Oh yeah. It's it felt like it was thing. going straight right. to your TV and nowhere else. Straight. It's 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 why TV is great and now it's 
terrible because nothing is like that now. Well, that's like the vibe we try to go with M-Class email. Yeah. That it's being sent directly to you. Right. But uh, it is, really. It but, is. I mean, um, it is. <laughs> like, I remember I would stay up and watch, like, the Tex Avery show or, like, yeah. old Popeye cartoons. And every now and then there would be, like, a weird commercial that it was obvious that Cartoon Network made. Right. And it would make no sense and, like, be, like, almost nightmare fuel. And they, you'd be like, what the they fuck would, was that? And they you'd would never be, see it again. Yeah, they would be, like, a minute and a half long commercials for the channel you were watching. Yeah. And it was like, but I'm here. Like, what do you, like, what? I remember that shit, dude. I but, like, I love it. You I would sh- see, you'd see, like, the ones late at night, and they would be weird as fuck. Yeah, they were And weird. you'd just never see them again after that. You'd yep. be like, no one would believe you when you talked about it. That was how uh, Aqua Teen started. They showed it at 5 o'clock in the morning, and it was 11 minutes long, and it was bananas. Yep. And people were like, what the fuck? Like, people, like had to talk about it because the internet wasn't like it is like like people would be like did you stay up and watch like cartoon network last night like did you see that show with the cup and the meatball what the fuck was that it was like this was like what happened on a regular basis with cartoon network and then luckily they like that became like a thing and it was really funny but like there are so many things like that where it just never came back Dude, they were like, <laughs> I was behind the wheel one time. Like, we always tell the stories where, like, I said this, I saw this, and somebody was like, nah, and then I proved them wrong, and I was the yeah. hero. Yeah. But I, I was the villain in a story about Aqua Teen Hunger Force, where yeah. somebody was like, hey, did you see that show about the cup and the meatball <laughs> and the fries? And I was like, are you shitting? What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you about? talking about? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, I think it's made by the same people that make Space Ghost Coast to yeah, Coast. Yeah. And I was like, no, Cartoon Network makes that. <laughs> you, oh, was, yeah. And he was like, no, like, Cartoon Network, it's on Cartoon Network. Right. And I was like, you're dumb. They're from Atlanta. It was William Street, which they're not in. I don't think they're in Atlanta anymore. I think they went to LA. I don't know. Dude, I miss when they were, like, Ghost Planet Industries. Yeah, I, that I felt, love That felt, that. like, really, like punk almost like underground yeah like mystery science theater right yeah i have a real like really fond memories of that time that was like a really fun time of my life when i was like 17 years old and like i was just doing whatever the fuck i wanted and like staying up all night and like cheating on my girlfriends and shit like all this all this like high school shit you had the like high school experience that people pretend they had yeah that like no one i actually know besides you ever had everybody yeah, else is I, like yeah high school was whatever or high school was shit i had a lot of fun in high school <laughs> it was really like, fun for me i thought high school was whatever it was okay like when i got to college it got real fun i figured out in high school pretty early on that it didn't matter like and I and like I you but I was smart about it. Like I wasn't like a like a like a burnout. Like I I did like I got good grades and shit. Like, but I I also knew like they can't really do anything to you unless you like kill somebody, <laughs> right? Like like they're not gonna like expel you for anything really that I would have done. So I just I did kind of I got away with a lot of shit, but I was like real smart about how to do it. So I had I had a good time. He lived the dream. I I, I, I sat like AC Slater every day. <laughs> no. I oh didn't. my God, he's so cool. He's almost yeah. as cool as Stefan or Kill. I also grew my hair really long, and like that was like, uh, like girls really like that. So. Well, you had like these like, 
wavy, curly ass, like beautiful, like yeah. flowing waterfalls of hair. My hair was orange, like a like a parking cone. Or- it was bright yeah, orange. It was. I've seen photos. It's I've also seen crazy. all your '70s shirts that you wore. I still have a lot of them. They still fit. Super cool. I used to uh, wear anyway. pants. I used to wear pants that like I'm shocked they didn't send me home because it was just like here's my dick. I didn't care, dude. I did not give a shit about anything. I was like an asshole in that respect where I didn't, I didn't listen to anybody. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. But whatever. I had a very different high school experience. Maybe if like I went to a school that was anywhere near where I lived, like it took forty five minutes to get to school every yeah, day. Yeah, that'll bus. suck the life out of you. That makes I I could walk to school, so I was like, whatever. Yeah, it was forty five minutes on a bus to get to school, and when. We like everybody lived that far away from school. It was literally in the middle of nowhere between two districts, yeah. and everybody went there. So like, after school, everybody was like, "How the fuck can we meet anywhere?" Right. Well, my like, high school is in the town that I live in, and it's in the like, it's in the middle of town. So kids would just stay and hang out in town and like go to pizza places and shit. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't yeah. have that shit. Like, yeah, there was like a little shopping center over to the side, like. A little ways away from the school that you could walk to in like 20 minutes maybe it was like a little college like a little community college that's kind of how my one community college was where like the annex one of the annexes was like in a shopping center right and it was like if you had class there it was like this sucks oh no it definitely wasn't in the shopping center it, it took was, 20 minutes to walk to oh it. god fuck that like so you could do that but like buses only ran through the valley to a certain time and if you yeah. didn't have a car what the fuck were you gonna yeah, do yeah you were fucked yeah because I didn't have a car until I was twenty some. There's like, I a lot afford of that shit. There's a lot of like uh, part like things about my high school experience that are like movie like, and if oh, you yeah. watch the movie uh, Can't Hardly Wait, that takes place in the area that I live in, and it, a lot of it's like very weirdly similar to high school at that period of time, which is when I went to high school. And, uh, yeah, I I had ideas about what high school was gonna be like that got shattered. So yeah. high school was whatever. <laughs> like like a lot of kids, like my district was like huge. Like it's all of Upper Bucks County, and like um, so there's like woods and farms and shit. So we had like towns, and like people would like live in the town I live in, but also people were from the woods. So we'd have like parties in the woods, and nobody fucked. There were no. 1999, there were no cops. Like, nobody was busting anybody. We'd have fucking crazy parties and shit. Like, that was, it was Nobody's fun. Nobody's busting you in the woods anyway. Who cares? No, no one's coming out there. We're like halfway through this email. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. We got a little tangy. We got off topic. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Uh, this, of course, was all back in the days before I discovered time travel and lived out the rest of my life in the 24th century. Whoa! Some of the things you guys say sometimes make me think you guys also found the Gataku's time wormhole what in the- Tarleton, Ohio. What the what? <laughs> Gataku's time wormhole Damn, in man. Tarleton, Ohio. That's where it is. How did he know? <laughs> But I digress. I'm going to make a peyote just for kicks. Oh, shit. It's going to be from Discovery, and I'm going to try real hard to put in the put it in the voice of the show. Oh, God. Here, oh God. Here we go. Captain Kirk, the Vulcan, and Mr. Spock, a Corvath, their orange with arm-like antenna on their eyebrows, hijacked the Discovery. What? 
in the time it takes the two of them to murder and berate all the crew members of Discovery, they get boarded by a Klingon vessel that decided to be there because they test well with audiences. Nice. The Klingons, famous for their gunplay, are able to pin down Kirk and Mr. Spock and capture them. The Klingon captain, Frank, decides to punish the brash Vulcan Kirk by stripping him down and transporting him to his grandma's place. Upon stripping Kirk down, Frank notices that Vulcans have three dicks. Oh, goddamn, this is testing well with audiences. <laughs> in a fit of rage, Frank decides that the Vulcans are an abomination and set out to destroy their homeworld, Cardassia Prime. <laughs> to be continued. That's uh, accurate to the voice of Star Trek Discovery, I would say. That's how, that is exactly how much they know about Star Trek. <laughs> it's a dartboard. It's just a dartboard of Star Trek things. Things. Cardassia Prime? <laughs> sure. Whatever. Spaceships. Anyways, Guinan's getting swamped with orders and she's running out of lemons. <laughs> I gotta go replicate some more sliced lemons and maybe grab another case of Andorian wine. <laughs> Good space night, guys. And may the trek be always at your back and the stars forever Thank in your view you. screens. Thank you. I just imagine him not wanting to replicate them even though it's the easiest <laughs> shit. Oh, I gotta replicate more lemons. Ugh. <sighs> Sucks. Thank you for that email, Stefan. Yeah, great. Mr. Jive Turkey. Yeah. Our next email is from Pizza Man. (laughs) And it is entitled, Sincerely, Pizza Man of the Starbase Discord. (laughs) I did rename our Discord. Our Discord is called Starbase Discord. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this, so I'll try. It's done in, like, the, like, little kid, little baby voice. Ahoy, Twek boys. Twek boys. Yeah, I got you. Just one quick cross-fandom question for you. Okay. If you could swap two characters' places from Star Wars and Star Trek, assuming they kept all relevant abilities and stature... Okay. For example, Luke would keep his lightsaber and force powers, Picard would remain the captain of a prominent ship... Who would you swap? And do you think evil Spock from Discovery would eat his pizza with that gross white sauce and no cheese? Because I do. Uh, He also sent us a photo of someone boiling a piece of pizza. Oh, that's disgusting. A pot of water with a piece of pizza in it boiling. That's that's my Uh, worst nightmare. That's disgusting. I don't like pizza that much, so... For those... I love pizza, by the way. I'm on the right side of history. For (laughs) those who know... The conformist side of history, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fall in line, get, become a drone. Look, I've um, had pizza so many times. I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm not attacking you for your wrong opinions, Look, Josh. You can have whatever ones you want. It's a free galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a free quadrant. The That's beta right. quadrant. That's where we're at. Yep. Yep. Um... Anybody who spends any time in our Discord knows that Pizza Man is infamous for posting just the worst pictures. Yeah, he. On our I Discord. was there one, like one or two times, and he was on a roll about whatever. He's he gets he's got a focus. Uh, he's got some particular focuses. He yeah, likes. he does. Um, we're not gonna get into him. Um, <laughs> I guess if you ask me, if you could swap two characters' places from Star Wars and Star Trek, yeah. I would say no thank you. Yeah, it does. It just doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, maybe Quark could be in Star Wars, I guess, maybe. Yeah, I Quark know. could fit into Star Like, his bar could fit yeah, into Star Wars. Yeah, he could be, like, a Star Wars guy, right? But uh, I, I love the photos that have the Star Wars characters as, like, a Starfleet crew. 
Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, I like those. I think they're fun. Because it's it's the whole idea... One of the basic questions I always ask somebody who's into Star Trek... Yeah. ...is, what would your job be right. on in Starfleet? Like, what would your division and job be? Like, obviously... I'm Operation Security. Josh is Science's Wiener Science. Yeah, which is a very important part of Star Trek going forward. <laughs> Thanks to Discovery, it definitely is. Focusing on wieners and wiener sciences. Uh, Wrap up love... your ding-dongs, you ding-dongs. <laughs> I like that people usually make Leia the captain, because it doesn't make any sense for anybody else to be. Well, she's kind of the captain in the new ones, right? She's, like, in charge. Yeah, she's, like, a general yeah. in that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Dick Han's the pilot, I guess. Chewie's the... I don't... Mm, Picard could be, like, a Star Destroyer captain, but only because he's British. Like, I don't know, right? Yeah, they, they all well, speak that doesn't sound great, so... It sounds terrible, but... I don't want Picard to be a space Nazi. No, I don't either. I guess jacked mirror Picard from the comics could be oh, a Oh, I'm looking Nazi. at him right now. He's on my shelf. Oh, look at him. Oh, God, he's so hot. I'm coming right he's now. He's so fucking ripped. Oh, God, Data's half work. Oh, God, fuck yes. <laughs> Dana Troy is also so fucking ripped. <laughs> They're all ripped, dude. You gotta be ripped to live in that fucking nightmare. They're all that's like the, Jack That's Carpenter. the one we live in. <laughs> dude, it is. Fuck. <laughs> I'm not ripped. <laughs> Shit. We're, we're fucked, dude. Yeah, we're dead. Um, <laughs> Thanks for that email, Pizza Man. I guess we refuse. Yeah, I, it's just... it. it uh, I don't know. There, I think there's like... I don't know. There's a lot of... Like the, Star Wars and Star Trek have literally nothing nothing in common. In common. The, the, they they don't even like take place in space the same, right? You know what I mean? Like there's no. not even this. It, they both there's a lot of like uh, like a uh, like well they both take place in space and it's like but it's very different. It's just a very different. Star Wars takes place in like fairy tale space. Yeah, where if you fall out into space, you can survive and shit. Yeah, well, yeah, if you're Leia, I guess. Well, yeah. it's fairy tale space. It doesn't follow scientific rules in the same right. way that like Star Trek space well, does. Right, because like they they have like a their MacGuffin is like they have faster than light travel that puts them anywhere. Right, like it's yeah, it's hyperspace like in in like a wormhole sense. Not whereas Star Trek, it's like you still have to go like travel places. Yeah, it still takes weeks to yeah. get places. It still takes a long time. Yeah, it's they don't have anything in common. They they don't even have the same laser beams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But uh I don't know. It's a fair question. I think it's better served by people who uh have like more of a soul than us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the email, Pizza Man. <laughs> Thanks, Pizza Man. Hope hope can't wait to see your next picture on the Discord. Ugh. Our next email. <laughs> Is from Rich Masters. Oh my god, here we go. It's entitled, It's Come to This. Oh no. A Troy episode. Oh, it's probably still going to be good though. (laughs) Yeah. She was kind of in the last one too. There is nothing wrong with your view screens. Do not attempt to adjust this hail. (laughs) I now control this subspace message. I control the horizontal Klingon dick and the (laughs) vertical Klingon dick. That's how it works. For what may seem to be the next hour, if you don't like my episode, I control what you see and hear. Damn. You are about to experience the frustrated wannabe author ramblings, which reach from Earth to Satellite M, home of the 
Trekmos. Oh. <laughs> Great. I love it. Okay, this was written with monstrous jet lag, so I won't blame you if you ditched Where did this you one. go? He went to space. You don't get jet lag from space. You get space lag. Yeah. You get shuttle lag. They don't have those anymore. They all stopped. They don't do them. Don't depress me, Josh. We're about to read a Rich Master story. Well, then you won't be depressed for very long. Deanna and Riker are having dinner in Troy's quarters, and she's lamenting the upcoming crew evaluation. Oh, fuck. I hate these. <laughs> a confused Riker states that they've done this so many times, but she's not worried about the crew's performance. She's worried about her own. Ooh. With no families on the Enterprise E, her counseling responsibilities are virtually non-existent. Oh, I love she's it. Feeling... I love, like, a bridge. Ep- oh, this is great. Yeah. And uh, she's feeling frustrated and angry at herself. Will understands why she might feel that way, but says that her skills as a diplomat, bridge officer, and counselor are why she's still on board. Yeah, she crashed the last one, Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why they got the E. That's why they get the, this one. <laughs> Before they can talk further, red alert sounds. Oh, shit. When they arrive on the bridge, Picard explains that the Enterprise's sensors picked up unusual readings from a Klingon bird of prey somewhere in the Bolian sector. Oh, fucking Bolians. They make great barbers. They do. As the Klingons and the Federation are currently in conflict following the events of Deep Space Nine. Oh, nice. Riker has asked the captain if it's wise to poke their nose in where it might be bitten off. But Picard says it could be a chance to gain some pull with the Empire. When the Enterprise drops out of warp, the Klingon ship seems perfectly intact, although surrounded by debris. Mm. As Picard asks for a magnification, we see the debris is actually the dead bodies of the Klingon crew and their cargo flushed out into space. What the fuck? (laughs) The crew is stunned, but Picard orders the remains beamed aboard under quarantine. Uh Uh-oh. Title. It's going to be a... It's going to be the thing. It's the thing. It's titled Skin Deep, so that's yes, a good guess. Yes, 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 yes. It's Jordy and Crusher have completed their initial investigations, and the bodies show nothing. No viruses, no bacteria, no damage other than exposure to space. The cargo seems fine, too. Chemical compounds, the type used in Klingon fuel injection manifolds. Damn, that's boring as fuck. It's super Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> There's a slight variance in the scans, but it's well within parameters. Hmm. Picard asks them to finish their studies and then start transferring the logs from the Klingon ship. He wants results tomorrow. It's been a long night, and they should get some sleep. In the cargo bay, dark chemicals start to trickle from the barrels. It's a goddamn thing! I knew it! (laughs) (laughs) Troy wakes up in a cold sweat. Some sort of nightmare has shaken her. Oh, God, she's always having those. She's got a little bit of premonition. Yeah. She goes to the bathroom. Nocturnal premonitions. She goes to the bathroom mirror, and a much younger season one Deanna stares back Whoa! at her. It's she like turns the light. Fucking what's his name? Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Sorta. <laughs> she turns the lights on, terrified, but the reflection is returned to normal. Hmm. She goes to ten forward for breakfast, only to find Riker, Jordy, and Beverly already there. What? When he tries, why are you always calling her Beverly, Rich? means a field of beavers crusher dr crusher (laughs) bev 
Old Bev. He's friends with him. They know each other Bev. from ages back. You know Bev. Everyone knows a Bev. Bev. Everyone's grandma knows a Bev, right? When, when she tries to join them, they stop talking. As she sits down, what? Jordy and Beverly leave, saying they have work to do. What the fuck? Riker is uncharacteristically mean to Deanna, telling her if she were serious about her position aboard the chi- ship... He's made some f- queries, and the Farragut is looking for a new counselor. What the Deanna fuck? Deanna is shocked by his coldness. I don't want to go to the Farragut. That's a stupid Nebula-class ship. Fuck that shit. I want to go on some wonk-ass Nebula-class ship. I want to be on a fucking Enterprise D or E. <laughs> or F. I want to get real hard yeah, on that Enterprise oh yeah, F. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Throughout the day, she notices people staring and whispering about her and is gradually being frozen out of the investigation into the events on the Klingon What the hell is happening? With Crusher and Jordy both telling her it must have been an accident and nothing more. Shit. After another nightmare, she goes to see the captain to tell tell him about her worries. Instead of reassuring her, Picard relieves her from duty and orders her to her quarters. Oh, man. Troy calls Data to her quarters, worried that there's something wrong with the crew. They don't seem right. Data says he'll investigate further. Hours later, Riker visits. And when she asks if he's seen Data, Will tells her that Data is undergoing emergency maintenance. Damn, they're all fucking things, dude. Oh my god. They're thinged up. You gotta get the (laughs) flamethrower. Replicate one. She's fucking Ripley. (laughs) (laughs) She, like, pulls the sleeves off her outfit yeah, and she like, fucking rips. That's exactly <laughs> like the one I'm looking at. Hell yeah. Uh, Troy uses her command clearance and taps into the communications to eavesdrop on a briefing. That's Troy crazy. is mentioned, and Picard tells the crew to keep her busy. What the fuck, dude? It's fucked up. She leaves her comm badge in her quarters and stealths her way to Data's lab. Ooh. She finds the commander but can't reactivate him. However, on his computer are logs from the Klingon ship detailing an expedition to retrieve the remains of a Federation shuttle in the Zed Lapis system. Hmm. Why does that sound familiar? I don't know. The Klingon's captain's logs start to become more and more paranoid, and it mentions depressuring the ship before letting anyone interfere with his This guy is out of control. Before she can get any more clues, Jordy and Riker try and break in, but she hides behind an access panel Data has hollowed out for Spot. She hears Riker and Jordy discuss the need to incapacitate her fast. Damn. She, she makes her way to the comms lab and tries to send out a general distress signal, but black oil pours through the walls before reforming into the shape of... No! Armus. Oh, this fucker! <laughs> the fucker who slapped the... the uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name! You fucking... Uh... Uh, fully functional. Fuck, why can't we remember? Why are we doing this to ourselves? What has happened to my brain? Oh my god, we're getting Armus. Tasha Yar. We're getting Armus. Oh, Tasha Yar, thank god. Oh, Armus slapped Tasha Yar to death. Yeah. In got, season one she of Star Trek. slapped hard. Bye, Armus. He's been waiting for the perfect time to get revenge on Troy, and it finally arrived in the form of curious Klingons. Damn, Armus is back. All he had to do was find the Enterprise and make the crew kill themselves. <laughs> He knew the soft Enterprise crew wouldn't be able to resist coming to the rescue. He's had ten years to harness his abilities. This thing is pissed off. And now he's not just telekinetic, but he's telepathic, too. Damn it, dude. The only person he hasn't been able to hurt with his power is Deanna. As an empath, he can't overpower her. 
with the entire crew under his thrall. He's making them all exist in a rage-filled agony. It's a tax on him to control so many minds, but it'll be worth it to watch Troy witness her friends die one by one. Damn, man. <laughs> He's too busy monologuing to notice her activate a high-pitched feedback from the comms panel, temporarily distracting Armas and allowing her to escape. Troy runs, desperate to find an escape via a turbo lift or Jeffrey's tube access. But the crew are waiting at all exits, zombified under Armas' influence. Fuck, dude, I hate Armas. Sensing Armas chasing her, Troy activates a comm panel. With the shuttle bay and escape routes cut off, the only other useful rooms are Cargo Bay 2, Stellar Cartography, and... Of course! Armas slithers down the hall what? and is able to locate Troy, taunting her. He enters a dark room and is hit by a phaser beam, then another, then ten more. As the lights come on, a Starfleet security team appear, firing at the intruder. Armas is too strong, indoctrinating them all, bending them to his will. Whoa. As scores of Starfleet crew members appear, he does the same to them, adding to his army, and then catches sight of Troy. He grabs her with oily tentacles, holding her in place as he gloats. Damn, dude, this guy sucks. He's anime as fuck right now. <laughs> Haven't you heard of a holodeck, Troy says? Idiot. Computer. Freeze program. Ooh. Armas screams in pain. The security team pauses, and Armas asks what, mag what magic this is. Troy explains that she had sensed the malevolence in her dreams getting weaker as more crew fell prey to the telepathic abilities. Damn. And now that he's spread himself far too thin, he's given her an opening. Troy projects her own negativity and doubt back at him, making, him making it feel like a weapon. In his weakened state, he's defeated. Still alive, but seemingly brain dead. Nice. Comatose that fuck. After the dust settles, Deanna tells her story to the team in the briefing room. And Riker comments that it's good that she's still a part of the crew. She's saved the entire ship. Troy agrees, teasing them all that their performance evaluations will reflect their dedication oh! of duty. <laughs> Damn, that's gr Oh, fuck, just look. Rich. Yeah, I don't... This, Why are you so good? I don't know. I want these to be real. I want these to be real. Like, Armas coming back, like, when I heard it was Armas, I yeah. was like, this might be the first one I'm going to have to ditch. Yeah, Rich. but, like, he makes Armas good. Like, he makes but Armas, he like... saved it, dude. Yeah, it's a really, uh, really clever, uh, uh, play on, like, the, the thing or the alien, right? Like, it's, it's yeah. alien, right? But it's, like, Star Trek alien. I like, I like stuff like that a lot. I will say, uh... I'm gonna have to be an editor. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to be your editor, your Trek boy editor. Mm -hmm. um, there should be at least one moment in the episode where we reflect on Tasha Yar. Yeah, there does. Yes. Since Armas killed her, like maybe she goes to talk to Data, and like Data's like looking at the hollow picture of her, right? Yeah, and or maybe that's like her. one of the nightmares he has. She has yeah, it's about like a her. real heightened version of Tasha Yar being killed. Yeah, or like another. It, it, I would say like it shouldn't be that moment because that hits a little too close to him. I would say it's like another moment with her, maybe. I guess that's true. You know, yeah, like some foreshadowing a little bit. Or yeah, maybe it should be like a dream where like it's very like a nebulous thing, but like Tasha Yar is being hurt right, in the dream. Right. Yeah. No, I. That's great. That was. A, I mean, I'm gonna pitch yeah, that pitch for sure, because I always do. Yeah, we're suckers for that. <laughs> uh, I hope you like this one, and I hope I was able to keep Josh guessing. One of my favorite things about writing these. 
Uh, yeah, uh, I do. I do okay, but like you, you do, you do twist a little bit more sometimes than I can see it. Like I would, I didn't think it was gonna be Armus, but Good. who could have saw that? Yeah, that's coming, that's right? like a re- that's like a real twist. Like I like it. It's a deep cut. It is a deep cut. <laughs> a deep slap. Oh, rest in peace, Tasha. <laughs> Rip. And I, I hope you're both huddling together for warmth on that cold satellite. Much love to my two favorite ensigns, Rich, Thanks, Chief Barber, Rich. and the Vulcan science vessel, Bullcut. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, it's a little warmer here since all the ice cream is gone. That's true. It turns out that was what makes space cold. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? It's so much ice cream. <laughs> Thanks, though, Rich. Yeah. Like, I had to save yours for last. Not just because it's the last one we got, but also because... Um, I mean, I always feel like it's the last one anyway, because, like, it's... They're always, like... Well, they're, they're longer than normal, which is fine. It's true. Um, but it's like also, the cherry on top. Yeah, they're the, they're the cherry on top. I didn't get to do a whole lot of voices this time, but that's okay. We got some cool pitches or digits. Mm-hmm. We got some great, rich storytelling, and we got some, like, legitimate questions this time, which is actually fairly rare. Yeah, I like the questions, too. <laughs> I love the questions. Yeah. Do you hear uh, this chaos going on behind me? I'm not editing any of this out. I don't, actually. There is a cat <laughs> losing his fucking mind behind me. He I found, do not hear he it. He found a mouse toy, and it's goddamn two in the morning, so that means go nuts. He's going full armus He's on armusing it. the shit out of this mouse <laughs> toy. Oh, now we hit under the bed. Uh, if you'd like your email read on this program, you can ship it on off using subspace carrier to mclassemail at gmail.com. All singular. Nice. Like it always has been. Like forever. It's never not been that. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. And if you'd like to be the few, the proud, the patrons. Yeah. And be part of the Discord network where you can feel mildly uncomfortable while Pizza Man posts photos. <laughs> And also, you get to hang out with some of the coolest people I've ever known. Yeah, they're all great. Even Pizza Man. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. Nah, he's alright. Head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. For for as little as $1 a month, you can be part of this, like, genuinely amazing community. Everyone... Everyone who's a part of it is is great, like really great. So oh yeah, like Bam the other day, like Bam who does all the art yeah. for Pretend Friends, who mm-hmm. I'm like really good friends with. He was talking to me the other day, and he said, "I don't know if you know like how special it is that you have this fan base that you do." Yeah. Because most fan bases are terrible. Like almost every fan base is terrible, but for some reason, yeah, the M class fan base is amazing. It's awesome, I will say that. And they're very imaginative and clever and fun. Oh, yeah. Every and one the of thing, them. The thing is, if you were ever a listener to Rider Club Radio, the other podcast, I'm not one to pull my punches about what type of fan base I have. <laughs> I just say it. So I'm not blowing smoke up your ass on this one. You guys are genuinely amazing. Thank you for being fans of this program. <laughs> so good. And with that... Thank you again, and we'll see you in one week for more M-Class Goodness. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.